Welcome back to another episode of Extreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And Adam and... is not here. What? Where'd he go? Well, see, the thing is, last time he was on the podcast, and we were talking about how we we saved him from uh, the clutches of the monster in Titania. Wait, we did? Uh, but, uh, well, that's the thing. We we may have goofed a little bit and played, played a little prank on everyone. Because um, we didn't actually, yeah, uh, we didn't actually save him. Yeah, it's true. We never actually beat that. Whoops. No. Yeah, that was the one we didn't uh, we didn't beat for you know reasons, and um, <laughs> he's he's still he's still stuck there in the clutches of the monster. So um, so, sorry about that one, Adam. I hope you guys are I hope you guys are having fun there. Um, yeah. With uh, mm. you and Gor you and Goras Goras. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So whatever. He never well, he was he never able fine. to beat the game anyway. He was just asking for help all the time, you're right. He yeah. just couldn't do it. Maybe he'll have to try and redeem himself during our uh, our charity live stream. Tomorrow. Which is happening tomorrow when this episode releases. So, gang, I hope you're excited. We are... It's tomorrow. This feels like it came up really fast. Yeah. But I'm very excited about it. It's our first charity event, and we've already started... Uh, getting prepared. We're very excited. We have a whole schedule of games that we're going to be playing with donation incentives and stuff to give away and goofy fun times. Ahoy. <laughs> and wait, did I say what we're, we're working with for the journey? Goofy fun times. Ahoy. I mean, extra life. <laughs> I mean, yes, we're working with the extra life <laughs> charity and children's hospital charity. And yeah, goofy fun times. What are you from with goofy fun times? Yeah. <laughs> Does it sound too goofy? Should yeah. I dial it back? Yeah, yeah. Just it could be just like regular fun times. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see if we get up to goofy levels of fun times. There will be some goof. Like, well, I think there will be some goof. If, if one of us gets up to like Mr. Magoo style antics where we're like going all over the place but we end up ultimately fine at the end of a near horrific set of consequent or uh circumstances then i'd say we've hit goofy levels of fun <laughs> did that joke pan out because i hope it did <laughs> we'll, we'll see i'll take your I'll, I'll take your stunned silence for uh meh uh, oh, we'll, we'll play it for some listeners and see their reaction. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go to the let's go to the tape, Paul. You could just replay that right there, maybe in yeah. slow mo with a bit of a uh, bit of reverb and uh, maybe maybe some super echo and uh, Joey's constant uh, glare through the audio mic. <laughs> And here I thought you couldn't actually auditorily glare, but you know what? You learn something new every day. I was uh, in- taking some inspiration from the Hypnotoad from Futurama. Oh, I was, I was thinking that, actually. I could really feel it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Hypnotoad, let's talk about Star Fox. <laughs> because toads are animals. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, distant cousin of Slippy, the Hypnotoad. Yeah. Prefix and an animal. Perfect. There you go. Hypnotoad, Slippy Toad, Star Fox. They're like the same. Yeah. All right. Um. Exactly. So let's talk about Star Fox sixty four. We're finishing it up this week. We're going on to. I guess we'll start off with the Bolse Defense Outpost. Seems like a good Does that sound fair? Yeah. Yeah, so we're at the Bolsa Defense Outpost. We were at the Bolsa Defense Outpost, uh, which mm. was another arm stage. Yes. Remember what I what I said arm was? Arm? Maybe take a listen back to the previous episode of it of Extreme. It's the Extreme. I should know the name of our podcast. 
It's the extreme. Somebody help. <laughs> all range mode is arm stages. Arm yes. all range mode stage. Like a um, boss stage. Yes, it's a it's a literal dog fight sometimes. Um but this one you need to destroy six energy towers on the on the edges of the map. Um You know what I'm realizing the more of these stages I do? Yeah. I really don't like them. No. <laughs> I really I, yeah. don't like these all range mode stages. And it's so annoying that like the last two two like three out of four levels basically are like this. Yeah, it's just there's not as much variety or yeah. interesting things you can do with that kind of a stage. Right. So they always just kind of fall back on like the same things. It's like Here's a bunch of enemies that you yeah. gotta hit this many and then hit the button and then you win. It's basically just like from the last stage on each path, it's like a boss rush, I guess. You know, that kind of feeling. Yeah. But I mean, I, I like the boss rushes more than that because it kind of feels like yeah. a culmination of all your skills coming together. Right. Where it's like, oh, look at all this power I've accumulated. Let me show it off and quite exuberant fashion but this way this, but this game doesn't have that kind of a progression right like sure you might get like a laser upgrade but it's temporary yeah yeah true and you might get bombs but those are temporary too so temporary so it's just like not the same kind of situation where it's like in a Mega Man style game where you start off without like a a charge, a supercharge shot, or a dash, or like something like that. Yeah, it changes the actual way you interact with the game in that way. Quite true. Quite true. <laughs> Thank mm. you. Mm, yes. Indeed. I feel like I can make more uh, pontificating statements now that Adam's not here and telling <laughs> me that I'm being too too highfalutin. <laughs> Funnily enough, like, oh, uh, uh, you said funnily enough. Ah, what? That's a word. Oh, put it on the couch. You said it. You said it. <laughs> Guys, take a shot. He did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting very off track. Yeah. So these towers that are on the map, uh, actually, no, they're not. They're not marked on the map, which seems odd. They're not like um, uh, those, like, um. Center, like in the, the thing in the center? No, no, no. They're on the... Like, you see them on the... In the screen, but on... If you look at the mini-map, they're not dotted on the mini-map. Right, right, right. Like, you just have to still kind of look around for them. Which, I don't know, I feel like that should be... If it's part of the objective, it should probably be on the map. Yeah. Well, what, are you gonna just, like, go searching around the darkness? Like, come on. Well, also the thing, the different thing with this stage is that it's it moves, it rotates. Yeah. So there's like the movement of your ship, plus the movement of the satellite or the defense outpost. So wherever these uh, these energy towers are, they'll move. They move around the map. Granted, again, they're dotted around the edges, but still, like you should have them on the map so you can kind of keep track of where they are relative to your position. Right. You have no way of knowing where you've been, which ones you've gotten so far. That's true, and especially consider you're right, like especially considering where you should be going or like you just revisit the same tower that you already destroyed. Yeah. It's just uh I don't know. I feel like this stage could be more streamlined. Yeah. Especially considering it's near the end, but uh Maybe I'm just nitpicky. <laughs> Who knows? That should just be like that should just be like my subtitle. <laughs> Maybe I'm just nitpicky. <laughs> Zach Witter. Maybe he's just nitpicky. <laughs> Jerem, holy shit! I haven't we haven't seen you in forever. Did Adam scare you away? Wait a minute. You are Adam? 
holy shit, Jerem turned Adam into a, a secondary, a second recorder, and now he's been trapped like that until the episode's over? Oh, calm down, wow. It'll be over before the episode's done. He kind of sounds like Slippy a little bit. Right? <laughs> Even in recorder form, he sounds like Slippy. Oh my gosh, can we just leave him back on the planet? Yeah, just go away. <laughs> God, we'll just... Look, just chillax, enjoy being a recorder for the next hour, and then you'll be fine. It's just, it's the curse of Jerem. This is what happens when you try and push him off the podcast. Good. As far as, Good, as, far as curses go, this is a pretty generous one, considering yeah. it actually goes away on a time limit. Yeah, and at least you still get blown. But up up. Dirty jokes are fun. <laughs> Wait, dirty jokes. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> but um, huh? <laughs> yeah. But let's let's keep going because this stage is giving me a headache because mm. of the the movement between the ship and the stage and now my head hurts because it should not be I shouldn't be focusing on this many things <laughs> the movement patterns are just messing with my head um and then once the shield goes down you know after you destroy all the energy towers it's like the same thing as we did in Fashina the same just thing just a whole bunch of enemies yeah. come out, and you gotta fight them. Except the only difference is the tower now fights back when you try and destroy it. Yeah. Just like another one. Just another. Just put another one in there. Yeah, I just I don't know. <laughs> I guess the only real difference between these stages, aside from that, is that uh, you can't actually shoot down enemy fighters until you destroy all of the energy barriers. Right. So it makes it a little more difficult because you can't uh, remove enemies. But at the yeah. same time, it doesn't try and overwhelm you with ships. Yeah. So it's kind of like more of a nuisance, really. Right. You could be playing this level for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you could. I mean, I don't know why you would. There's nothing else to do here. It's pretty if you, boring. If you're just like a really bad at finding the reactors I mean why why spend all this time on Bolse when you could be going to area 6 which has so much shit going on that yeah. it's like holy Ugh. shit did we put all the cool stuff here yes that is a good penultimate level yes was you that know, a transition we'll talk about that one that was, that was that was the transition whoa I didn't even realize <laughs> You're getting, so You're getting good at these. You're getting good at these. Thank you. I, I was going to ruin the transition by cutting to a break, but I think it's already ruined. So let's cut to a break anyway. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> ba -da -ba. Hey, do you want to play games for a good cause? Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers all over the world who play games to heal kids at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Find out more at extra-life.org. Welcome back. Area 7. Uh, five. Nope. We're already off to a bad start. <laughs> District 6. Sort of. We're like very close. Maybe one more go? I believe. Extreme. <laughs> Got it, hidden one. N nailed her, nailed her in one. Uh, Got yeah. Time for this is the goofy fun that we're going to be expecting. <laughs> Add that to the charity event. <laughs> That's it. Uh that and uh, a lot of uh, Cayman. Um. Okay. Did not a tra transition into Cayman talking about how they're boned because <laughs> Fox is here now. <laughs> yes, it's the only like 
character like in universe who gets like the only uh like random npc who gets their name called out yeah i guess yeah it's like a group of npcs like yeah are they k-men k-men like, like these are the k-men these are, yeah like the k-men islands Oh, so they're just like a bunch of K-Men. <laughs> Got it. So the K-Men call into to the to the headquarters and they're like, K-Men here, we're good. <laughs> and then literally a second later, just get wiped out. And they're like, oh fuck, just kidding! <laughs> we're boned, gang! Whoops. And like then, right after that, you just get this holy banger of a of a song for Area Six. Oh, oh yeah. my god, it's fun. it's so good. I must, it's like so like, like this this level could just replace like half the levels, and I'd be happy. I know it's so well done. Like from a story perspective, it starts out strong. From a musical perspective. The way that it intros it, it's beautiful. And the rest of the song throughout the stage is perfect. Yeah. And then on top of that, the difficulty, like, hits the fan in the right way. Because they show, like, right. they throw multiple platoons of enemies at you. Huge structures blocking parts of the movement area. Fucking space mines. <laughs> space mines. <laughs> like they throw everything at you within the first like minute of playing the stage. Yeah, it's great. Why do they even have the bullseye defense outpost? Get rid, get that out of here. Is that in the easy path or the hard path? That's... Yeah, the bullseye outpost is in the easy. Stage, okay, in the easy path. <laughs> it's like the why are we even trying path. <laughs> It's like the, oh, wait a minute, I was supposed to give a crap part of the development cycle? No! They put all their best people on Area 6. Yeah, that's right. They knew, they knew that the, the best players would go for the hard path. Yeah, they're trying to reward you with better content by playing better. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the double-edged sword of, it's harder, but it's much more worth it. Yes. Also, space mines. Space mines. <laughs> and then on top of that, they even introduce a new mechanic right here at the end by having the the Great Fox actually not just give you items, but like actually shoot down enemies for you. Yeah, it's like the Great Fox will there. cover you. Yeah, that is that's pretty dope, right? It's bitching. <laughs> Am I too old to say that now? <laughs> am I t- am I too young to say bitchin'? <laughs> am I too middle to say WhatsApp? WhatsApp. No, I think that's definitely within our wheelhouse. Yeah, that's cool. Because it's, it's like half <laughs> ironic. There you go. I mean, everything from the '90s is ironic now. Right. Ah, so old. <laughs> yeah, our lives are ironic. <laughs> Wait, what? Anyway. <laughs> but I like the I like that they introduce it's not changing the mechanic incredibly so. It's not like they change no. now you have to answer with the right C stick instead of the left C stick. No, it's the same yeah, general, yeah. it's the same button, but the reward, in my opinion, is better. Mm-hmm. But that is an interesting thought because the reward might be better for some people, but if you're trying to go for like a high score challenge uh. and they take out some enemies for you, does that go, would that be would that be better spent if, if you they did took it. out the enemy or you took out the enemy? Right. Because you do get you do get hit points for the great fox taken out, but do but do you get more for taking it out yourself? Right. Uh, that's a good question. So it's interesting. It's like, will you take the assist and get the guaranteed points? Or maybe if you don't take the assist, maybe you'll get more points. You might. High risk, high reward. And that's the thing. It's all, We're on the hard difficulty now. So more than likely, 
the people who would be thinking about that question are the people who would be on this route already. That's right. So, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. I wonder if anyone has uh, tried that before. Well, I feel like we should have, but (laughs) we ran out of time because... (laughs) Weak turnarounds are hard when you have a job. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, Jobs. The story also progresses, though, pretty intelligently as you move through the stage, which is nice, because I thought they would only do that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But here at the end, too, it's like an actual like stage with the story unfolding as you move through it, yeah. not just like random hails from the team being like whoa look at that thing <laughs> you actually see venom that's yes that's good. And venom gets larger as you move towards yeah, it true. but the like the venomian soldiers will like chime in yeah. every so often to be like uh like breaking through the line or like try and hit him again yeah 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 so it actually makes you feel more invested in getting to the end of the stage, and it makes it feel more chaotic and more stressful. Right. Uh, Which but is good. Yeah, it's like a culmination. Exactly. Like, you're close to the end of the game. It's not going to get easier. So they increase the sense of difficulty and the sense of urgency in a way that doesn't just say, okay, how do we make it harder? Let's turn up the ramp on the dif- on the difficulty by just copy-pasting all these enemies <laughs> just, and then overwhelming them with volume. Just paste it one more time and we're good to go. Great, now we're done. Good <laughs> job, Rick. We're going home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this makes a much better case for increased difficulty because, I mean, at the same time, they do throw a little bit more stuff at you, but what really sells the difficulty is the variety of the enemy types Mm -hmm. and the constant barrage of hailed messages kind of like in, in, uh, inducting, not inducting you. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, not, not enticing you, but like, no, it's like, it's like, uh, bringing you into the story more. Yeah. So it makes it feel like more more like you're in it and you're more invested. Yeah. Yeah. And then another way that they do that is by something even cooler that they started doing now that you're close to Venom is that you get randomly hailed now by Andros. Yes. And he's like talking to you. And it's perfect because now we're close to his home base. So he's obviously going to start chirping you. Oh, yeah. If he, if he didn't, like, it'd be weird. Oh, exactly. He's like trying to like taunt you and be like, oh, like, you guys suck. You can't do anything. You're going to lose here. You're a bunch <laughs> of losers. Yeah, that, I think that's exactly what he said. Wow. Can't believe you remember <laughs> I don't know why I made Andros like from Southern <laughs> Alabama, but. Because <laughs> they're all evil? <laughs> so I just keep thinking about Space Texas. <laughs> you, guys, uh, you guys are cool. Don't worry. I mean. It's probably like half our listeners, Zach. Come on. <laughs> what? Space Texas? I love Space Texas. <laughs> come to come on down to see us in the next Space Hootin' Annie. <laughs> I just wanted to say Hootin' Annie. <laughs> it sounded cooler with space in front of it, so. Good yeah, job. Yeah, you're right. Adding space to anything makes it better. Yeah. Like if you say, like, Space Hootin' Annie, yeah. Space Texas, Space Space. Space Brunch. <laughs> space brunch? Space. <laughs> Where do you want to meet up for space brunch? <laughs> Get my space avocado toast. Ooh. <laughs> my space quinoa. <laughs> wow, that's just like space hip. <laughs> <laughs> space hipsters? Yeah. Oh no! Space hipsters. <laughs> Oh no, they're invading all of our vintage clothing stores. <laughs> space clothing stores. Space they're invading our space Oh no, the space inva- space invading hipsters are invading <laughs> our space stores. Nice. Oh my god, that was quite the tongue twister. Anyway, we got very <laughs> yeah. off track. Yes. Um, we're, we're almost at Venom. Fact- 
That's true. And but the fact that Andros is chirping you right now is perfect. I like when games have the final boss talk to you throughout the journey. Yes. Because it makes you feel more invested in taking them down. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, one of the best examples I can think of that is... You ever play Borderlands 2? Uh, no. You ever hear of Borderlands? Uh, no. Get Borderlands? Podcast. <laughs> which one is that? It's a looter shooter, which recently had its third installment released. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and then one of the big things that they... Uh, one of the big things that I liked in it was they had a very charismatic villain named Handsome Jack who would uh, chirp you the entire game. Just nice. calling you like an idiot the entire time or like talking about how horrible he is. But it makes it more engaging because you feel like you're making, you're like having a relationship with the villain. Granted, it's a terrible one because they're a villain <laughs> and they're horrible people, but you get like more invested in taking them down because they just. They don't leave your periphery. Right, right, right. But it, yeah, like a lot of uh, like a lot of big main bass, 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 bass villains. <laughs> they just kind of hide behind all their minions, and then you're like, "Oh, right, the boss. What was your name again?" <laughs> right. It's like when you're at a party and you just don't remember that one person's name. Yeah. You're like, Oh shoot! I know all their friends. Um, what was their name again? <laughs> was it Pigma? Is it Wolf? Andrew? Uh, Andrew? No. Um, Ross? Is it Ross? Ross? Ross! Nice to meet you, Ross. Yeah. Or is it Andy? I don't know. Maybe Andy. Either way, it's just it's kind of like that. You have a rapport with them, and it makes it all the more engaging yeah. to go and take them down if not it would just be totally anticlimactic exactly don't try and take people down at the bar if they don't tell you their name <laughs> 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 <Right>. like uh, <laughs> don't spoiler warning that's not gonna turn out good <laughs> it's like okay that was fun but i don't know your name okay bye <laughs> that would be funny though <laughs> Uh, but let's talk about the the boss. I think we've talked about the stage enough. You, yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. It just, like, appears out of nowhere. Yeah, it's called Gorgon, the planet-crushing space station. Wow, where have I heard that before? <laughs> do they have, a, they have a bit of a theme going on. <laughs> we'll wait till uh, next episode. Next level. <laughs> Next level sewed. <laughs> <laughs> level sewed. So this thing is kitted out with everything that you would assume a planetary destroying planet would thing. have. Yeah. It's got it's got laser balls. It's got tentacles. It's got <laughs> missiles. It's got phase technology. It's got a giant fucking laser cannon. Yeah. Like what else does it need? Uh teeth? It's kind of got teeth. <laughs> yeah. It has an extra large cup holder. <laughs> it's got four door seating. It's got heated butt cheek seats. Oh, yeah. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's very hot. Just don't singe yourself on that space laser. But, no, I mean, the fight itself, while complex in a way, isn't super difficult. Yeah, you just shoot it. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, you shoot all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Usually there's like a, I mean, you know, some sort of, I mean, there is strategy, yeah, there is strategy, but it's like not the most complex. Yeah. I mean, you you have to destroy the laser balls first and then shoot off the tentacles and then you get access to the core after you shoot it out and... It's interesting because at the same time, when you get the uh, the ability to shoot out the core, that's when the laser appears, so then you have to dodge the laser, and that takes up like a third of the screen. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good fight. It's fun. It's again, satisfying. Yeah. Like, it's a good way to lead into the final area here on Venom. Right. Which, I guess we'll just... Uh, dun, dun, ooh, dun, we've dun,
I think it's I think it's Venom time, but right before Venom time, let's take another break time. It's break time. Adam, stop complaining. Your local children's hospital is full of superheroes. Superhero patients. They wear gowns instead of capes and often fight evil on a microscopic level. And just like the doctors, nurses, and staff, you can help decimate illnesses and enemy foes for sick and injured children by gaming. Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers that play games and heal kids. Register at extra-life.org. Adam, it's going to be over in like 20 minutes. Just chill. Look, now you've learned your lesson. This is why you don't try and kick Jerem off of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Just go, yeah. go chill in the corner, sit, man. You'll be fine. Go sit in your room. Okay. All right. Yeah, you'll be good, yeah. man. All right. So let's talk more about Venom. Yeah. So there are technically two ways that you can approach the planet. The easy way and the hard way. Ooh. Which is ironic because I feel like the hard way would technically be the easy way and the easy way would technically be the hard way, you know? Why? Because the way to get there might have been the easy way to get to the planet, but when you're on the planet in the easy path, you still have to fly through all of this garbage to get to the core. Right, whereas and that's not easy. The hard path, it, yeah, and that's not easy. But where, whereas the hard path, you may have gone through Area 6 and all of that beforehand, but you're basically at the core. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's a matter of opinion. It's <laughs> if you have an opinion, feel free to send it. It's the extreme at gmail.com. That's I T S T H E X S T R E A M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. That's I T S T H E S T R E A M at gmail.com. Nope. Nope. You forgot the X again. I was like, wait, that took too. That was too quick. <laughs> you just gotta have like a bounce in your in yeah. cadence. I T S T H E X S T R E A M at gmail dot com. Yes, there's that bounce. Yeah, there you go. Either way, let's talk easy path first. Right. So you have to cover more ground to get to Andros's base since you went through the easy route. Yes. Uh, so basically, like, you're fighting, like, wave after wave of, uh, <laughs> enemies, like, literally. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, it's fun. But, like, literally waves of enemies, like, they they even, like, wane and crest as waves do. <laughs> it's, like, weird. It's so funny. it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you gotta dodge in between, like, Venom's... Tree line? I don't Whatever know. Whatever that have, is. Like, the horizontal trees. Lava. I don't know. Lava trees. Uh, that I think that's a lava trees. What? Through. Uh, uh, uh? No. Uh? No. Oh. No. Well, no. they can't all be winners. <laughs> Paul, make that better in post. No. <laughs> Great job, buddy. And worth it. <laughs> and then, like, what's, uh, like, all these, like, okay, so you can, there's a lot of these split path flying for this stage. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to go left. And then whichever way you go left or right, whatever. It's not really super different to go each way. They all converge at the same points, but makes it feel more dramatic. Right. And you're, like, dodging through. Like, navigating the planet to get to your destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, what's up with this, like, flying pillar shit? Like, just out of nowhere, these pillars just kind of, like, fly out of nowhere and add an, suddenly stop at an angle at the random points on the planet. They try to kill you. Like, what is happening? I'm very confused. Earthquakes? <laughs> it's a great question. 
Uh, I wish I had a better answer. Because <laughs> if, if that happens with earthquakes, that's a very specific earthquake. Because it ends up like Leaning Tower of Pisa style, like off in the distance. Could happen. Mm-hmm. If there was some sort of super evil being controlling a planet. Probably. It may have something to do with the random temple that is on Venom that houses a giant mechanical golem. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, which, I like this fight, I gotta say. As far as the boss fights go, this one's very interesting. Yeah, it's like, sitting that it's like unique, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you are fighting something that is directly fighting you, but right. it's actively running away yeah, from you. Yeah, you're, you're the boss this time. You're the bad guy now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, no, it doesn't fight you. It just creates hazards that you have to dodge in the temple, and, like, it, it indirectly fights right. you. Right. Which is pretty cool, actually, because every other fight has just been, like, one-on-one brawl it out style fights. So this one's like, oh, okay, I gotta like dodge around and make sure that yeah. I hit certain points because you have to shoot off the armor of the golem. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're in the right positioning to take it down and dodging all the crap. So much crap. <laughs> it's not really a fight. More, <laughs> a good more of a destroy this thing. <laughs> it, it's more of a complex set of destroy this thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're completely... 1,000% on the mark there. Yes! But, if we rewind time a little bit, Paul, do a time rewind right here. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if we go back in time and have done the hard route, we're just at the core already, but... It's being guarded. Uh oh. By Star Wolf. <laughs> Star Wolf. And they have they have stronger ships this time, which they will not hesitate to tell you in almost a mil- nanosecond. <laughs> <laughs> They've got new ships. <laughs> I'm gonna bust you up real good, man. Pigma, just the worst. Absolutely the worst. <laughs> There's one of them. But it's another. One of them go- says something really funny. I forget what it is. It's like a short little thing. Does it, was it Andrew? Being something like, uh, um, don't come fight my uncle because I'm Andrew and I'm useless. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I feel like they hired him because you know why they have him in the ch- in the team. It's like nepotism. <laughs> they they because he's a, he's your client's like nephew, and then Andros is probably like, can you just like hire my annoying nephew yeah. Andrew <laughs> and like bring him onto your crew? I just I need you to do that as a part of the signing. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise my wife will yell at me. <laughs> my wife Allison <laughs> good uh, disguise there Zach <laughs> <laughs> my wife a- An- Anderson how's that? how's that there you go Anderson please invite Andrew onto your into your fun adventures <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. But yes, there's a different fight slightly. Um, You can't lock onto them or use bombs. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) I hate arm stages. Okay. The last one. There's nothing else to talk about. That's the end. That's the only difference. You do it, you do it, you do it. That's it. And then we drive into the core. All right. So there's nothing in here except for a few items. And uh, Andros just continually chirping you, being like, oh, you're useless. I hate you. And your dad was a turd. Oh, that's Andros. I thought that was Darth Vader. (laughs) You don't know what happened to your father, did you? (laughs) Did you, Fox? 
I'm not your father. <laughs> Wait, we already knew that, Andros. Yeah. I'd like to say things anyway. <laughs> I like to state the obvious. <laughs> But yes, you fly down empty corridors, getting some items, and then, holy shit, Andros yeah. is in your face. It's weird. I mean, you're in his face, really. Well, I mean, like, he was a silhouette from far away initially, and then he just kind of gets, yeah. like, real up in your business. You think it's just, like, like a far thing, and then, nope, he's just, like, right in front of you. It's like that guy at the bus station that stands way too close to you, and you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> you smell like carrots and vomit for some reason. And the vomit smells like carrots. <laughs> and like, what were you eating? A diet of only carrots? It's like, did you just throw up those carrots that you're eating right now? <laughs> Why did you eat carrots before you knew you'd throw up? <laughs> Why are you throwing up carrots? Like, they're so easy to not throw up. <laughs> But Andros did not eat carrots. You know what he ate? He ate... He ate... <laughs> he ate asteroids. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why? Okay, so one of his attacks is just shooting asteroids at you. Yeah, like, from where? Like out of his mouth hole. What's the deal with that? Like, what is... Where... What? Where does he store it? He's just a floating head. This whole thing doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. He's just two floating hands... And a floating head. Like, how did he become this way? How did he become two hands and a head? Maybe this is the future of human civilization. Human evolution. <laughs> this is this is the pinnacle of, of power. Yeah, we're just going to be floating heads. We're all just going to be floating giant heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be ridiculous. Um, but yes, he has his two hands, which obviously, you know, he'll try and swipe at you. Because he's hands. Yeah. Um, uh, what else do we got here? He has a laser beam that comes out of his finger because, you know, he has a science laser beam. Why not? Yeah, because, I don't know, why not? <laughs> Um, actually, something else I want to talk about quickly. The, 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 the model for his face is actually not bad. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's not bad. Like, for 1997, it's pretty good. It's, like, pretty detailed. Yeah, I mean, again, very close and personal up close. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's not bad. I would hope that they spent more time. Working on that, considering, again, just a head and hands. Yeah. Not a lot to work with. Just a head and hands, and, you know, the final boss. Mm-hmm. And the final boss. So then a, a fun thing that you can do, it's like you can interact with his head, like Mario, like Mario 64. Yes. <laughs> you can, like, poke his eyes out with the laser. It's basically Mario 64. <laughs> right, they just like lifted the tech from Mario 64's yeah. intro screen, and then like put a Andros one hundred percent coat of paint on top. <laughs> it was great. The movements are the same. The the look is the oh same. Oh my god! Do you think anybody's modded the game to have oh. Mario's head be the boss instead of Andros? Or modded. Uh, Mario 64 to have Andros. <laughs> and then you can play with it. <laughs> Only I have the brains to rule the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> he pops into view and you're flying in. He's like, hello! <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, Andros! <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so funny. I hope that's a thing. Oh, I please. If we're in the good timeline, then it does exist. <laughs> but yes, um it's a fun fight and again, he shoots laser um he'll try and like suck you into his mouth hole because, you know, the greatest mind in all of science can't think of a better idea to beat his immortal foe. 
than by trying to eat him. <laughs> nah, man. You know, for a scientist who touts to be the smartest person, he has a lot of, like, dumb barbarian-style attack patterns. Where he's just, like, trying to, like, slap you with his hand, or try to eat you, or, like, what? He's just, like, getting desperate, you know? Science didn't work. Oh, that's fair. His science lasers didn't work, so now he's just going ham on it. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, after you blow him up and his head explodes, then you fight. <laughs> this <laughs> shit gave me nightmares as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, you fight his fucking brain. Yes. And he can still talk. He still talks. Where are the words coming right. from? Oh, no. All he has now is literally eyes and a brain. Like, why does he have eyes? Like I don't know, but just... his eyes are attached. His eyes are attached to his brain right. by like lightning. <laughs> if he could talk without with his brain, he could see with his brain too. Like, come on. Like, what is happening? This is the weirdest. Like, how did science make this happen? How? What? No. Why is the why is fighting your brain harder than it is fighting you? <laughs> like. Fighting, okay, the fight changes to an all-range mode fight, which I already hate, because fuck arm stages. Um, But it's just truly ridiculous how much harder he becomes when he's just a brain. Yes. Um, a creepy brain. Like, the, yeah, that's the thing. Again, the thing that makes it super hard is that he follows you almost like tailing you the entire time, and he can teleport. Yeah. So, and then if he gets close to you, you get caught up in what I can only describe as brain tentacles. <laughs> space like, space brain what? tentacles. What is happening? And, like, you don't but- want to look at the screen either, so, like, you just kind of look away and hope that you're hitting him. That's the thing, though, like, he's so close behind you all the time that you have to, like, you have half a second to figure out where to dodge so you don't get caught in the the brain tentacles, (laughs) and then to figure out to fire at his, like, cerebellum, because apparently that's how you hurt a brain, by just firing lasers into the cerebellum? Yeah, it's the only way. I mean, I guess I get it, because that's the part of the brain that deals with, uh, like, motor movements. But again, it's like motor movements for, like, if you had a body. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no body or brain. Why is the weak point the, the I don't know. <laughs> trying to figure out, like, video game logic is like trying to explain anything to a child. Yeah. This is the best way. You just, you just let, gonna, let them play the game. You're going to give yourself a headache, and you may as well just say, because. Yeah. this That's the way it is. Ended there. Because that's the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The like cookie it. crumbles. <laughs> or the cookie crumbles. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this fight is so much harder than the, the first fight you have with Andros, just because of the fact that it's an all-range mode. So you have barely any time to actually line up your attack. The fact that the brain tails you so closely so you don't have any additional time to really line up your shots. And on top of that, if you get too close to him, he'll get you in his tentacles and then ruin your ship. So then if you had any upgrades before, they're all gone. Yeah. So, So then like one hit basically makes the fight ten times longer. Right. right, right, right. So, it's definitely the hardest arm stage. But like again, I just don't like arm stages. <laughs> no, I mean they kind of have to do it for the the final boss. I get it. I get. But it. But they did have to do so many in the whole game. I yeah, yeah. I would have even been better if they'd started off with an arm stage and then ended with the normal stage, like, where it's just on a rail again. Right. 
Yeah, I could have. I don't know. Could have been fun. No, it was good. It was good. Good. Either way, once you date, once you get the cerebellum damaged enough, um, the brain starts to uh, explode. Yeah. Because don't doesn't wouldn't your brain explode at this point? My brain is exploding right now. There you go. Just hold it together for another like ten minutes. <laughs> but he he again yells with no mouth. Uh, if if I'm going down, I'm taking your what, man? <laughs> and then <laughs> it, and then and then yeah, and then you get the ah, and then you get. Uh, don't ever give up, my son. <laughs> what? Father? Is that Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, yeah. Star... Well, I mean... I mean it's Star James? Star- <laughs> <laughs> it's... St- Man, if Obi-Wan Kenobi came onto the scene with six shades, <laughs> I would have liked the prequels more. <laughs> Fox, use your intuition. <laughs> Or use your instincts. Yeah, and then you have to follow James out of the out of uh, the exploding base while listening to him say, "Use your trust your instincts," but at the same time, do not trust your instincts. Just follow him. Yeah. Like, don't trust your instincts. That makes it feel like you should be like thinking with your brain for how to get out of here. Right. No, no. It's like no thinking. It's like. A metaphor. Now you now you follow Daddy out of the corridor, and then Daddy saves you. The end. Yeah, we did it. And that's the and that, and that's the end. You did it. What an anticlimactic way to end the game. Where'd I get it, go, Fox. You, you know, like. It's cool that you threw his dad in there as like a, Just, yeah. was his dad really there or was this the allegory of him, you know, trusting his instincts to escape? Either way, like, it's pretty unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if it if it's if they're trying to go for like James is the epitomization of Fox's instincts and he's not actually there and he's just like Fox is trusting in himself to get out, but it's manifesting as a ship right. that he sees in the distance. Then you know what? Okay, fair enough. I can get behind Fine. that. Yes, but like, also why? <laughs> <laughs> but also, again, if you look at it at face value, it's him following his dad. Yeah, equally. So like again, equal. <laughs> so I feel like looking at it from the uh, the in depth standpoint is uh, probably the better move. And, oh my god, speaking of moves, we gotta... Gotta make them. Gotta make these moves. So, let's let's quickly talk about the ending here. Uh, So, Fox is looking around for his father and thinking, and it seems like, Fox, what are you looking at, buddy? And Fox is like, nothing, probably just my early onset Alzheimer's. (laughs) And then the team flies back to Corneria to meet up with General Pepper, and okay, I gotta say, I love this fucking trumpet uh, fanfare. Yeah, it's so good. I want to find it and have it right here. Paul, can you put it in? Because jeez, it's so good. And then Star Fox is like, or there, General Pepper is like, hey, Star Fox, you did good. Join the army. And <laughs> they're like, no way, dude. Yeah. We're too cool. We're, we're too 90s to stick with your old butt. Yeah. See you on the flip side. And then, and then, yeah, you walk. Oh, I forgot to mention, you walk past some JPEG soldiers. Um,. <laughs> And then you run off into the sunset, all anime style. Yeah. And then, then you fly off into the sunset, super anime style. <laughs> and then, then you walk out sick- into the sunset. Super duper anime style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, since you're a mercenary group, 
uh, you gotta send General Pepper the bill, because you ain't doing this for free. And then assume, assuming you did a really good job, and by really good job, I mean you took down a total of at least over a thousand enemy fighters, General Pepper reacts to the bill with a distinguished, What? <laughs> But if you get between, I think, 800 and 1,000, you'll say, uh, this is a steep bill, but it's worth it. <laughs> Granted, I think I like the what? Yeah, definitely the best one. Mm-hmm. And that's Star Fox 64, gang! Yeah, we did it! What a classic! Yay! Honestly, playing through it again... I was worried that I would be too harsh on it and not like it in the end, but you know what? It definitely still holds Hold up. that, I'd say so. Be- mainly because of the arcade-style way that you can play it, so you can kind of just jump in whenever you want, and it's yeah. all fun and games. Um, this it doesn't, doesn't get bog old. itself down in its own story, and it doesn't get old even if you play it a bunch of times. It's meant to be replayed, because like yeah. we've been doing this entire time, we've been trying to cover like three different routes you could take but feasibly you could take dozens of routes that inter- yeah. that cross between each other yeah you could play this as many times as you want exactly but i think uh, i think we should give this game a rating so ben paulman needs you to help me out here let's give it a rating of wave after wave out of country road <laughs> take me home yeah, I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, I again, like, the episode's not quite over yet, so don't worry, you will be transformed yeah. back post-haste. Um, Jerem. Yeah, okay, I get it, Jerem. I mean... Yeah, I, no one likes having Adam inside him. Nobody likes having an Adam inside no, of them, no. so... Yeah, no. so I appreciate what you're doing here, uh, but it's okay. You can you can change him back uh, once we finish the episode here because we're gonna we're gonna need him for this weekend. Yeah, that's right, Jerem. You're also gonna be there. Yeah, we're all gonna be there together. All right, we're gonna be. Uh, we're again. We mentioned this at the top of the episode, but I'm gonna say it here again. This we are as we're recording this. We will be. Um, when this releases, doing our charity event the next day, yes, on November second, tomorrow for whoever is listening today. Yes, tomorrow on Twitch TV, and our handle is it's the extreme. That's I T S T H E X S T R E A M. Come check us out if you want to see us be goobers in person and live and in person. You can feel free to chat with us. We'll have a full day schedule worth of gaming ready to go. We have prizes, we have incentives and milestones for hitting our donation goals, and we would love to see you there. And please, if you can't even make it, please donate to the charity either way, because that's, at the end of the day, what we're doing it for. Yes. For the kids. For the kids. And... For and speaking of for for doing things for everybody else, I think I'm gonna end it here by doing a internet backstory on Android. Internet backstory. <laughs> That's right, Adam. <laughs> that was you great. do that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot lot to go on here, but let's talk about Andros in his early days. Andros was born and raised on Corneria. His brilliance began to outshine the other children, eventually growing up to be a brilliant Cornarian scientist with pure intentions. Mm-hmm. His research proved to be both beneficial towards Corneria and the Lilat system at large, earning him the title of genius to be honored and respected. Dr. Andros had been focusing all of his time and energy researching biotechnology. Over time, his mind became twisted and his morals demented. Andros gained a lust for power, bringing him to the point of insanity with a disregard for public safety. His life's efforts in researching biotechnology went in vain 
after they proved no use to a more peaceful to the more peaceful citizens of Corneria, turning Andros's morals into twisted insanity, working on secret dangerous experimentation that left General Pepper suspicious, often questioning the ethics of them. It was not long until both Andros and General Pepper came to a serious confrontation over the issue. While being ordered to terminate his research, Andros continued his work despite Pepper's demands. Eventually, his experimentation caused a massive explosion that tragically destroyed a large portion of Corneria City, with his experiments also resulting in most of the Lilac system being reduced to a wasteland of near extinction. Well, Infuriated, General Pepper placed Andros under arrest and tried him for treason before having him... Before having him banished to the desolate planet Venom, in fear that he could sub- potentially subvert the entire Lilat system if left to do his own bidding. He assumed that he would not survive on Venom. In exile, Andros made the discovery that Venom hosted life forms of humanoid lizards and monkeys. As the years progressed, he began to build an army and conduct various life threatening experiments on himself. He became a twisted shell of his former being and was driven by madness. His thoughts and intentions sifted from protecting the Lilat system to destroying it and ruling a new galaxy in his name. Andros's evil ambitions had served as a magnet to attract the scum of the Lilat system into his service. The most powerful and intelligent of his followers had been promoted to positions of leadership in his military machine and were given command of specialized war machines of great power. Andros dispatched these key lieutenants to seize strategic locations throughout the Lilat system. Um, five years have passed, and General Pepper was informed by the Cornarian observation station that they noticed strange activity coming from Venom. And that is where we pick up our story. Ooh. That was intense. Mm-hmm. So apparently he experimented on himself so much that he turned into a giant head and two floating hands. I don't quite know what the uh, experiments he was doing on himself were, but there you go. You know, standard. Oh my gosh, this episode has gone on for so long. We gotta call it here. All right. Uh, thank you guys again so much. Uh, this has been such a long episode, but I hope you liked it. Um, and again, please donate to the charity event. It's Extra Life Charity. Um, even if you don't donate to our stream, go donate to somebody else's. Yes. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all making money for the same thing. For a good cause. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeremy, I think we can turn Adam back to normal. Are you sure, Zach? Well, maybe... Okay. Maybe we wait till. Maybe we wait till. Uh... Hey, he, he did. Uh... Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine. That's. I knew somebody was in there. No wonder it was all sticky and there was candy wrappers. Aha! Ah! Thought you could hide from me, eh? Look on their stupid faces.